Good morning, church. It's an honor to see you all this morning. You know, I, I respect that we're not gathered together in person, but we're gathered together in spirit. And so in the midst of all that's going on, this uh, us not meeting physically is a good thing, believe it or not. And even within our church body that we rent the building from, as well as our own church body, there's been a lot of concern and threats about the coronavirus. And so right now we're just taking a small little break, giving some people some rest and, and just enjoying life. So it's a beautiful thing to be here in this building. You can see the windows behind me. I've got an awesome preacher for you this morning. Uh, you know, I think about being salt and light, and there's probably no better guy than I know that's that's light because when I talk about him, I tell everybody he's everywhere but nowhere at the same time because he's just so busy and he's just so uh, out doing ministry. And so I'm super excited to welcome Travis to this, but as a church and as we start this out and, and continue to go to live stream, we're still continuing in our series, Testimony from the Word. I still have more gentlemen to uh, preach for us during this time of, of pastor, pastor Appreciation Month, uh, as well as I have quite a variety of different books and gifts for members, and you're going to be getting a personal visit from your pastor to give you all these different wonderful books and items. We're going to talk and we're still going to hang out. Nothing else has changed aside from we don't gather as a big entity on Sunday mornings. All of our groups are still going. All of our groups are still moving. We're still planning on doing Thanksgiving and just loving people. But first, the only way that we can love people is by loving Jesus. So let me pray and let me introduce our special guest for this morning. So dear Heavenly Father, just thank you for all the blessings in our lives, even the ones that we fail to see, and even in the midst of all this trial and chaos. Lord, we know you're sovereign. We know you love us. And it's because of that great love that we can love one another and we can sacrifice for you. Because, Lord, we know that when you came down, you didn't consider equality with God a thing to be grasped and you humbled yourself. So, Lord, continue to work within us. Continue to humble us. But, Lord, in this moment, as we approach your word, please use Travis well, tune our hearts and our minds to your will, and just allow, allow us to continue to grow in the love and the grace that you are. So, in Jesus' name, we're going to pray. Amen. Amen. Well, good morning. If you have your copies of the scriptures, turn with me to John chapter 4. Uh, if you don't have one, feel free to share with the person to the right or to the left of you, uh, or use one of the Bibles in the seatbacks in front of you. Uh, the text that we're going to be looking at this morning is on page 984 of the Blue Bibles. If you're borrowing one of our Bibles this morning because you do not own one, feel free to take it home with you. It is our gift to you. Let me pray to start our time together. If you've never prayed before, just fold your hands, bow your head, close your eyes, I'll talk, and you listen. Heavenly Father, I come humbly to, to you through your Son, Jesus. Thank you for being a God who desires a personal relationship with us and gives us a means of achieving this. 
Lord, help us use what we learned today from exegeting your word. Let it not be taking up brain space, but rather change our lives for the glory of you. God, please help me today. Let the words that I say not be my words, but the words that you want your people to know. We love you, God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. It was the spring of 2016, and it was the weekend that I was graduating from college. Quite honestly, this was a surprise because of flunking out of my first year of college and barely graduating high school. I was so broken, and I was entrenched in sin. The way I, that I viewed myself was always negative, and my life was far from Christ-honoring. I was standing in First Baptist Church of Powell, Wyoming, with tears running down my face. And my mom asked me, are you that sad to be leaving the state? And I said, no, I finally know truth. My heart was softened, and I, by what I now know was the work of the Holy Spirit. And it was the, for the first time that I, I understood the truth of Jesus Christ. It was speaking to my heart and not my brain. I understood that the gospel and being saved had nothing to do with me, but everything had to do with God who graciously gave us his son. It was at that moment that I decided to trust in Jesus Christ. I did not understand the, all the depths of God's word, but I knew well enough that I was a sinner and I needed Jesus. Today I stand before you not because of how great of a man that I am, but because of how gracious God is for giving his son Jesus Christ. And I want to share that with as many people as I can. This book that we call the Bible that we are in today is so precious to me. And I want others to know it in a clear and understanding way. Greetings and welcome to each of you. My name is Travis Hughes, and I am honored to be here with you all today. Thank you for having me. I am humbled. Some of you I know from going to school together or others because of simply small town living. For those of you I do not know, know that I'm just a small town guy who loves Jesus. The Lord currently has me use a certain thing as chaplain of the fire department here in Genoa. Regardless where you're at in your spiritual journey, today is important. God has you here for a divine purpose. If you're five years old or 95 years old, what we're going to talk about is going to help you live your life more meaningfully for the glory of God and evangelizing as we are called to do. As Christians, we all have a story to tell. One of the most impactful methods that the Lord has given us when it comes to evangelism is our personal testimony. And that this is how we came into saving faith in Jesus Christ. Maybe yours is more dramatic than mine and maybe yours is less and that is okay. Everyone has a story about how God rescued them from a life of me, me, me to a life dedicated to his service. Our testimony can be used to share about Jesus, and this is what we're going to be looking at today. Hopefully not, by now you've made your way to John chapter 4. This is the story of the woman at the well. Many are familiar with this story, but today I want to look at a different part of this story. Let me start off by giving you a little bit of background information on what's going on. 
In the very beginning of time, God created the heavens, the earth, the animals, the river peaks, the, or the mountain peaks, the riverbeds, the beautiful fall plants, and even you and me. He desired to have a perfect relationship with us. This relationship would lead to everlasting life. Everything was good. Then man messed it up by not living to God's standard. As a result of this sin, God said that the wages for sin is death. And separation from our originally intended perfect relationship with God of the universe. Sin is also what caused this hurt and brokenness that we feel in our longing for on the daily. This hurt is not natural. And if it was, we would not have this emptiness inside. But life can hurt really, really bad. This hurt should tell us that we were not made for this world. God does not leave us in this hurt and imperfect relationship without providing a way to obtaining everlasting life. He still desires that perfect relationship with us. As we learned earlier, the wages for sin is death. The only way to restore this relationship was through a perfect sacrifice. That perfect sacrifice had to be his son, Jesus. In 1 John 4, 9, it says, God showed us how much he loved us by sending us his one and only son that we may have eternal life through him. I have good news today. Jesus did not only die on the cross, but he rose three days later. He rose from the dead. This is good news because now those of us who put our hope into him and have a repenting heart will be rose from the dead as well. We cannot earn our salvation and everlasting life. We are saved by God's grace. Grace is unmerited favor. We receive God's grace when we have faith in his son, Jesus Christ. The story I'm about to read to you is from an encounter when Jesus, God's son and the savior of the world, was here on earth. Jesus is traveling by foot. He's traveling from, uh, to a town called Galilee from Judea. This is about a 100-mile trek. Along the way, as you would expect, Jesus and his disciples got tired, so they took a quick, took a quick, quick pit stop in Samaria at a place which came to be known as Jacob's Well. Well, so Jesus meets this woman at the well, convicts her of her sin, and shares with her that he currently knows that she has been married and divorced five times. And then, and the man that she is currently sleeping with is not her husband. Jesus then tells this woman that he has, has water that does not come from the well that they are near, but water that will stop her from being thirsty forever. She starts feeling convicted of her sins and Je that Jesus brings to her attention. And then so she starts to try to derail Jesus by talking about Samaria, the Samaritans and the Jews. But this, Jesus does not let this distract him. Soon after, her heart becomes softer and, uh, and she says, well, we all know that the Messiah is coming. Jesus then takes the opportunity to share truth with her uh, to to her, her by boldly making the claim that he is the Messiah. 
I'd like to bring you back to the time of Moses for a second. If we remember correctly, how did God identify himself in the burning bush? He said, I, the I am the I am. This is the same verbiage that he used with Moses at the burning bush. The woman would have identified with this. It is the same thing as saying, I am God. I am standing in front of you. Wow. She was looking at God face to face and hearing him with her own ears. She could have reached out and touched him. Which brings us to the verse that we're going to be concentrating on today. Let's please incline your ears and your mind to the reading of God's word. So let's look at verse 28 through 30, and then we're going to jump down to 39. Then leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, Come and see the man who told me everything that I did. Could this be the Messiah? They, they came out of the town and they made their way toward him. Now let's jump down to 39 and it says, Many of the Samaritans from the town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything that I did. So when the Samaritans came uh, to him, they urged him to stay with them. And he stayed two more days. He meaning Jesus. And because of, this, uh, because of his words, many more became believers. It did not take long to become a for this take long for this woman to become a Christian. Being honest with you, you're either saved or you're not. You do not have to know every, uh, you do not have to know everything or be good enough. All that you need to know uh, or do is trust in Jesus Christ, as this woman did. Big picture here: there are three things that we can observe from this Bible passage. First is that Jesus met this woman where she was. Christians, we're called to go to the whole world. It does not say that the person must be the same age or have the same hobbies or be the same gender or drive the same type of car as us. There will be hurdles that we need to jump. Secondly, Jesus cared greatly about this woman. Christian, we, are, we must care about the person that we're talking with. The woman could tell that Jesus was being real with her and had a genuine interest in who she is. The people we're trying to share Christ with must know that we are coming from a place of true sincerity. The verses around uh, verse 11 share with us that Jesus was tired. Yet being tired did not stop Jesus from loving and reaching the lost, and it should not stop us either. When we are tired, we must still have an attitude of service for others. So now the disciples are coming back from getting food, and they arrive to finding Jesus talking to what some could call a modern-day prostitute. But they refrain from talking and speaking because they have a full trust in what Jesus is doing. We today need to reach for people's heart and let the gospel change, the, uh, change, the, change lives and do the work. We do not need to be looking for the, uh, at the outward manifestation of their sin. Look past the fact that they smoke and use bad words. Remember who you were before the gospel changed your life. 
God used an ex-prostitute to reach an entire city. I'd like to draw your attention back to chapter, uh, verse 29. We see here that the woman belie believed Jesus and shared her story with others. And as a result of sharing her story, man believed because of her testimony. Sharing our story is a powerful message for the gospel. It is difficult to argue with what God has done in one's life. Rather than arguing about how one's view of creation is different than another, it is, uh, it is a great way to preach to a person, but not directly at them. Maybe you're thinking, well, people know who I am and the things that I have done. You're right. They do. The people in the Samaritan town knew her, and guess what? They still came to know Jesus Christ because they saw the change in her life. They saw the supernatural transformation. You, my friends, can do the same. Through God's plan of redemption in your life, you can help plant seeds that can possibly bring someone to the saving faith in Jesus Christ. How cool is that? Let me share you with you how I used to be, or maybe say it this way. Can I share with you the way I used to think? Let me share with you how I used to live my life. You know, I didn't always used to be this way. By sharing the gospel, this is the way that we cannot be preaching at them, rather be sharing with them what the preacher had shared with me. When sharing as, uh, our testimony as Christians, we need to make sure that we are not glorifying our past. We know the emptiness inside of us apart from Christ. Yeah, I did this. And guess what? It was miserable. And it was miserable. But now, let me share with you what Jesus has done for me. We are on the most exciting journey as Christians. The creator of the universe speaks to us through his word, and we can speak to him directly through prayer. That is super cool. He is, has commissioned us and given us responsibility and, uh, of spreading Christ's love to the ends of the earth. That is far from boring, my friends. In my personal life, Christ has given me purpose. Apart from him, nothing seems worth the energy. He has given me reason and a way to make sense of this broken world. In order for this to happen, Jesus had to take over three normal mortal social norms of the day. Those three things are Jesus intentionally sought out this woman. Jesus talked, uh, a Jewish man talking to a woman was a big deal. Secondly, even bigger of a deal is a Jewish, uh, was a Jew talking to a Samaritan woman. Jews talking to Samaritans was something that should never happen. And lastly, to add on top of both of those two things, Jesus is talking to an immortal, a prostitute Samaritan woman. Believer, I hope that you can see the value of sharing your testimony. It is truly a miracle. Going forward, do not hold back. Share it. 
You know how your life has been miraculously changed. You never know who, uh, how your testimony, you never know what your story will do or how it will impact someone else. Unbeliever, ask your Christian friends to share their testimony. Hearing and observing how God has changed their life is sure to encourage you. Do you feel a, nudging, a nugging on your heart today? This is the Holy Spirit inviting you into a relationship with the God of the universe. The God that gives us a perfect relationship with our Heavenly Father. Will you accept Jesus and what he has done for you to give you that relationship? You have heard the truth from God's word and how Jesus changes lives. How he gives us everlasting life and provides us a means to God the Father which would otherwise be severed. The only way to obtain everlasting life is through Jesus and his atonement for our sins. Let me pray and that will conclude our time together today. Father in heaven, thank you for today and thank you for your goodness. Let your, the, the taking a look at your word not go void, but let it uh, make an eternal heavenly impact. Lord, we know that you have a plan that's greater than our own understanding. And so help us take these truths that we learned and to put it in your plan into action. We love you and we love your son, Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen.